everybody. Welcome to a new episode of Two Drunk Fans. Gab, what are you drinking? Oh, buddy. Um, it's Friday night. And, and you I feel all drinking... right? The honey's here on the west side? I am on the west side. Um, I, I am I am drinking a little uh, Jack Daniels Tennessee honey uh, with some Mexican Coca Cola, so it might it might get a little weird in about a half an hour. Nice. So you get let's talk about the serious stuff in the first half an hour, and then we can talk about the funny stuff in like the last fifteen minutes, and hopefully I don't disappear and like not answer my text messages this time. <laughs> Look, you have to admit. <laughs> On its face, all of that was cause for legitimate concern. <laughs> it was. It absolutely was. And, you disappeared and in the middle I, of a conversation, I, I, I and only, I was unable to get only... a hold of you via, like, multiple social media accounts and people who were on the scene in Portland. I'm completely aware, and I'm totally apologetic. I The biggest regret I have that evening is we couldn't use any of that material. <laughs> That episode will stay lost forever. I am drinking a Lagavulin in honor of Parks and Rec ending this week. So, first things first, we gotta thank everybody who donated to our Kickstarter, because we got fully funded in one day. Less than one day. Less than seven tw- hours. Yeah. We were fully funded in seven fucking hours, dude. I've, like, cooked meals that took longer than seven hours to make. Right? I had brisket that day that took 12 hours. People kept donating after we were funded, and we're now at something like 2800 and we've still got a couple more weeks left to go, and we're coming up with all sorts of great new stretch goals, stuff that we thought was in the future on a wish list, but which we can do right now. So, you know, thank you to everybody, and whoever uh, got the reward for coming on the show... I guess we'll be able to thank you at least in person. Yeah, we'll be we'll be getting you uh, scheduled for that. Um, the Kickstarter keeps going actually for probably about twenty more days, mm-hmm. um, and so you can still you can still go to Kickstarter. We'll still have a link for it. This are my one minute NPR bit. We're still doing uh, coasters, stickers, and T-shirts. Um, there will be a survey uh, as soon as the Kickstarter is over. We'll send out a survey to get your T-shirt size. Uh, whether or not you want like a unisex cut or a women's cut and um yeah we're we're putting together plans for what we want to use the extra money for but we're we're also kind of just in shock in general that you guys love us you you you, you really like us i like how you went from love to like yeah right i i had to step it down yeah let's not get too i I, i'm i'm a little uh i'm a little intimidated by that l word so, I mean, there are very few things I actually love in this world, so let's not be, let's not overstate things, okay? Let's not succumb to hyperbole. Well, it's hard when people are handing you money not to love them. <laughs> no, it's hard when people are handing you money in, in exchange for entertainment. I... Because usually it's the other way around. Usually I am handing somebody else money in exchange for entertainment. Are you handing them the money in the form of, like, singles? Vertically folded singles? Uh, singles. Uh, there was there was a point in time um, where I used to uh, do $2 bills, um, but I have since stopped doing that. Um, so now, yes, it, 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 it is in the form of singles. So thanks, everybody, for donating to the Kickstarter. And um, 
we really have a lot of high hopes for the show and what we can do with this. So thanks for placing your faith in us. Yeah. And please know that um, we, we got a few comments about this. Uh, people jokingly asking us like if we're going to use the extra money to, to pay for our tabs. Um, we're not actually going to do that. Uh, even if we end up with more than what we currently have, um, we're trying to be as transparent as possible about this. And actually all of the money is going back into the production of the show or uh, merchandise or the website or something like that. So um, just want to put that disclaimer out there that while we're two drunk fans, uh, you guys aren't actually funding through the Kickstarter, any of the drunkenness. We do that on our own time. So not a ton of big news. Uh, the big news is coming up in the form of the Algarve and the Cyprus, a little more of the Algarve. But this week, I think one of the bigger news items that dropped was Hope Solo's interview with Robin Roberts. On Good Morning America. Yeah. I mean, I thought just in general, a lot of it was generic, you know, I'm I'm only human. I'm sorry about it. Please forgive me stuff. But you had a good point, I think, which was when she was talking about, I've learned so much from this and now I'm in a place to, you know, be better or whatever. What exactly was learned? Right. Like, you know, we know that when she was suspended, U.S. soccer told us that uh, there were terms. She had to meet certain terms in order to be reinstated. And so she got reinstated this week, um, which I guess was newsworthy. Uh, I think it's also a slow news week. But she got reinstated. She jumped through whatever hoops U.S. soccer wanted her to jump through. They're never going to tell us what those hoops were. Highly unlikely any of it involved rehab. I'd be surprised if it involved any sort of testing through that 30-day period. Uh, so, you know, I I am intrigued to learn what sort of lessons did she learn? What sort of lessons did U.S. soccer learn uh, through this whole experience? Um, I personally wouldn't mind it if Jeremy Stevens wasn't allowed around the team. You know, when she when she's on duty with U.S. soccer, you know, she's on duty and you're at work and, you know, maybe your spouse isn't allowed to visit you. Not quite sure, like, who else's spouses travel with the team. I, we know that kids do, but, uh, yeah, I think, I think that that's just, that's, that's a sensitive subject. All I can say is I hope that whatever lesson was learned, it takes root and everything's fine from here on out. I know you can't get over like whatever emotional or family problems aren't that have you know been recurring in your life for many many years that in thirty days, but hopefully this is the beginning of a nice, healthy, happy chapter in everybody's lives. Right? Wouldn't it be wouldn't it be nice if this like wasn't a topic of conversation come the World Cup? Wouldn't it be nice if this wasn't a topic of conversation after the Algarve even? Just wouldn't it be nice if we win the Algarve? Oh my God. That's the thing with the Algarve. I talked a little bit on Twitter about, you know, I'm nervous about the Algarve. And people are like, oh, but, you know, the group's not so bad. And I'm like, but did you see us last year? And have you seen right. us play since like, then? That that was my thing is is we were trying to plan a American Outlaw watch party for the final of, of this tournament. And it was all I could do to, like, be positive. Like, everybody was just assuming that the U.S. was going to make it to the final. And I was just like... Well, okay, but, <laughs> but, but, but let's keep in mind that this is not our 2011 team. It's just like, lower your expectations. Lower your expectations. Our group is 
United States, Norway, Switzerland, Iceland. And against any of those teams, maybe Iceland, but against Norway and Switzerland, I would just not, I would not care to make any predictions. No. Sarper starts March 4th, going to be on Fox Sports 1. They're advertising it. I saw a commercial today. Like a real, actual commercial that was like, watch the Algarve tournament on Fox Sports 1. Did they pronounce it correctly? Yeah, I think. It blew my mind, which is, you know, I think that says a lot when a commercial on Fox Sports 1 for an international game in a World Cup year, you know, less than 100 days for the Women's World Cup, is blowing my mind. But that's just our lives as women's soccer fans. It is, but our lives are getting better, man. This year they are. I feel like all this stuff with uh, games on Fox Sports 1, it's kind of like when you know your parents are visiting, so you make the house look real nice, and the moment they leave, the laundry goes on the floor, the dishes get left (laughs) out, you stop vacuuming, you know? Yeah, no, I I know, I know exactly what you're saying. I don't know, I'm I'm very nervous in a, like, I'm going to watch it, watch the match between, like, looking between my fingers sort of way. Just because I'm, I went through last year, and last year was a shock. Last year was like a cold, ice cold shower, and I really don't want to get back in the shower. Last year was a, a shocking ice bath to the system. Although I feel like this entire year now, leading up to the Algarve again, it, it's like being slowly lowered back into the ice bath. Oh God, dude! Yeah, like it's it's up to my knees, and I just can't sit down. Other than saying I don't care to make any predictions based on the way we've been playing, I don't really have anything else to say about Algarve until it starts happening. Well, the other the other thing about the Algarve is all of the other teams involved. This is the first Algarve where all three groups are actually legitimate groups. Well, okay, other group, it could have been so much worse for us because Group A is Sweden, Germany, Brazil, China. That is a legit group, right? That's World Cup caliber. And then Group right? C is Portugal, France, Japan, Denmark. And the way Algarve works this year, it's not enough to win group. It's just whoever has the top points at will go to the final. So we could conceivably still <clears throat> win group, but not make it to the final game of Algarve. But assuming right. we do, I think we could we could see France, Japan, or Germany. I would love to see any of those teams. Assuming we don't make it to the final at Algarve, knock on wood, I think the other possibility for a final would be Germany-France or Germany-Japan. And a nice little preview of probably what the World Cup is going to end like. Maybe even Brazil, if they can get their shit together. They're going into residency, so... I don't know, man. Like, you gotta plan for the sleepers. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the Algarve is actually going to be a neat little mini-preview of a lot of what to expect at the World Cup. So on the flip side, we've got Cyprus, which traditionally has been kind of a slightly less prestigious tournament. But none of the teams are exactly pushovers this year either. Group A, Italy, South Korea, Scotland, Canada. Group B, Australia, England, Finland, the Dutch. Group C, Belgium, Czech Republic, Mexico, South Africa. I would say my front runners coming out of Cyprus probably going to be Canada, Australia, England. Once again, all going to be represented at the World Cup. Maybe Mexico. um, Maybe Mexico. Is is Cyprus on TV anywhere? Does it stream? There's not going to be any broadcast or streams for Cyprus, which 
I, you know, Cyprus, the stadiums there don't seem to really have the infrastructure for it. Cyprus generally doesn't have a stream, which is disappointing, especially given it's a World Cup year. It's in Canada. You'd think the Canadians like TSN or somebody might try to think about it. But, you know, we're used to it. We understand what's going on. What's next? A lot of nations are starting to plan final friendlies, which I think is great because it gives a chance to have like a a nice farewell. I think England's going to be playing China or something. Uh, Canada is working on a final home game, I think, in May, maybe. No, all of all of the the teams are, are getting set. Um, you know, a lot of uh, these tournaments um, are really important for the the coaches and the players to to get comfortable with each other. Um, it'll it'll get start getting really insane come April and May, um, which is right around the time that this little league that we like to follow called the NWSL is going to get started. But, uh, you know, we've talked about before, but a number of countries are doing residency camps leading up to the World Cup. There are going to be a ton of friendlies here in the United States. This this thing is going to get huge. Like this thing is going to this thing is going to be mainstream. It's going to be it's going to be a big deal. And that's pretty fucking cool. Speaking of the World Cup, the final sold out. Sweet. I saw an announcement that there are 2000 tickets left to go on Twitter. And then a couple hours later, I saw an announcement. 1,000, and then at the end of the day, none. So that's yeah. cool. I hope that, at the very least, all the Canada games should be sold out, right? Home soil. In Edmonton? Yeah, all their group stage games. That would be a shame think, for them to play at it, home and not have sold out games. I think it's a smaller stadium, too. No, actually, uh, Commonwealth Stadium in Edmonton is actually 60,000. What? I hope, yeah. So hopefully those... That's sold out. That would be nice for Canada, and honestly, it would look good for the host nation to be selling out their home team games at the World Cup. Yeah, well, Canada's pushing soccer really hard. Yeah, uh, it's, right it's now. neat. Um, the... You know, they they stream as many of the matches as possible. Well, and all the um all the host cities I see are having you know pushing it through their tourism, social media, and stuff, and they're they're parading the World Cup trophy around, and it's it's like a legit thing, dude. And then I hope uh, knockout round games are pretty well attended, you know, at least 80-85% capacity, and um, I think the semifinals will probably be pretty big, too, at least. Well, we're still five months away, four months away, and things are selling out, so I have faith. Canada Soccer has said uh, they want their goal to be 1.5 million total spectators. 1.5 million tickets sold. We'll see if they make that, that goal. That would be cool. That's if they a do. that's a little bit more in Germany. I think I remember reading somewhere. All I can remember really about Germany is they said they made a ten million U.S. profit, but they are a smaller nation, more of a soccer nation. Their women's team is bigger there, I think. So it's not qu- quite the same to be comparing Germany and Canada, but hopefully Canada, because once the women's tournaments start being profitable, and not like tight margin profitable but like you know 10 million dollar profitable that's when we'll see fifa starting to go oh you know it sucks fifa is a super corrupt organization that only responds to money but if the women's game is going to get any attention or funding they got to start making money so do you think something like that would turn fifa's head or would something like that turn other federations heads so that other federations start bidding on the world cup it would 
at least turn advertisers heads right true like absolutely you know it it would it would make this this would it would do the thing that the guy wanted to do that time he talked about that thing he wants to do jerome Falk talking about getting sponsors for the women's world cup in like 2007 yes you know it's a big old feedback loop they make money so people want to put more money into it so they can make money and so the game makes more money so it makes you know that's capitalism absolutely it's capitalism and hopefully canada is good at capitalism although hopefully the women's game never gets to the point where the hype and money and everything around the game is so important that people are willing to overlook the deaths of a bunch of slave labor workers on stadiums I have absolutely no idea what you're talking about right now. For, you know, a World Cup that might happen in winter. For a Winter wor- World Cup, you know, federations are okay with that. CONCACAF uh, said said they're, they're okay with that. You know, I don't really give a flip about what season it's in as long as the, the projected number of deaths for this Qatar World Cup is 4,000. Um, and that's like, and that's by the time the, the tournament happens, right? Yeah. And they're currently using, like, North Korean slave labor. And Qatar has said that, oh, we'll look into it. And they just haven't really done shit about it. So that is the downside of capitalism. Because mm-hmm. all this money makes people willing to overlook really heinous evils. So well, that... it puts blinders on everyone. Yeah. yeah. Everyone. And then, like, the hype and majesty of the tournament. Even in Brazil, but... they weren't necessarily using slave labor, but the government did kind of pour a lot of money into a bunch of stadiums that promptly went unused after the tournament was over while people can't, you know, afford bus fare or get health care from the hospitals. So I, I just hope we don't see that happen in the women's game. It kind of sucks to say all this about FIFA as if, you know, this tournament, just because it's the women's game, is divorced from FIFA. But the sad thing is, it does fall under the same umbrella as all this other terrible shit. But what what are we fucking supposed to do? I don't think boycotting the Women's World Cup is going to do anything. Well, we can't. Boy, we already bought our tickets. <laughs> um, we yeah. can't boycott The time it. to talk but... boycott was before I was feverishly refreshing Ticketmaster. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, we're going to boycott. Oh, my God, tickets go on sale tomorrow. We'll boycott next one. The next one, I promise. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, you're starting to sound a little bit about that guy who wrote that one article at one time that we got really mad at. You'll have to be more specific. <laughs> I was really hoping you'd play that game with me again. Yeah, except in this case, that guy who wrote that article one time that we got mad at could mean any given day, literally, within the past so, 10 years. So that guy that wrote the article that was like, hey, if you don't like the way oh. FIFA is doing its thing, why don't you just start your own federation? Yeah, you were talking about overripe pustule Chris Ratu from the New Zealand Herald. <laughs> I'm sorry, what, what was his name? bottom of the garbage can slime chris ratu yes that guy yeah 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 that guy you 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 kind of sounded like him oily skin cheese between your neck waddle folds chris ratu a little bit yeah Uh uh-huh you know it it does suck that we have to rely on fifa for this sort of stuff but we have to rely on fifa for this sort of stuff honestly you have to you have to hope that with the elections coming up and sup isn't running uncontested anymore you have to hope there's a better option out there honestly the only way to really escape like the umbrella of corruption is to tear down the whole system and rebuild it from scratch but there's just no way that's going to happen it's it's too big now once you reach that billion dollar like benchmark 
there's no way it's ever coming down. Well, on a on a happier note, that's a terrible segue because it's not a happy note at all. Because I want to talk about the Atlanta vibe. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here, here, I got a segue. I got a segue. No, I'll, I'll leave that in. Like I'll own up to it. Oh, the Atlanta vibe. How, can we just call them that Atlanta Atlanta team? Can we just call them the Atlanta Pocket Pal? Can we just call them the Atlanta Pocket Rocket? Yeah. The Atlanta Magic Wand. The Atlanta Rabbit. Yeah, the Atlanta vibe put out a survey with some moderate to unacceptable options. I thought some of them were okay. I think pretty much all anything is better than the Atlanta vibe. I don't know. Atlanta Thrush? <laughs> I forgot about that. Atlanta Lush, man. The options they offered besides vibe and thrush were... Thrush. Charm, Terminus, Sparks, Crush, Roar, Comets, Suns, Phoenix, and Atlanta United FC. Here's the interesting thing, actually. I'm looking at the survey now. They removed Thrush as an option, and I think Atlanta United FC was put in instead. I think someone finally twigged to the fact that Thrush is not just a small game bird. It's also a grody <laughs> disease of the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm choking. I'm, you're, making, <laughs> you're making me choke. No, Atlanta Vibe made me choke because while I was double-checking, I accidentally saw a picture of Thrush. Ugh. Uh, now you have to go clean your computer. Yeah. I I just I just don't under like yay, new team. We're talking about expansion. Yay, all these things are positive. What the fuck? I honestly like based on their webpage, it just doesn't fill me with confidence. I mean, I want to know who is behind this. Like is this one giant just rickroll? They they didn't even manage to put out decent copy. This is a line from their homepage. Great excitement is in the air for the prospect of Atlanta having its own NWSL team. And great excitement has been capitalized, as if it's some kind of proper noun. And then it's... It is. IT apostrophe S. The, the front page is just filled with errors and poorly written sentences. I try to harp on grammar a little less now. A lot less than I used to, actually. But for a professional organization, the, the face that you present... That's that's what people see. We're not privy to the inner workings. You could have like the most brilliant businessman on staff, but this is all we have to go on right now. And it looks like hey, it was made. Hey, 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 Thrace. It looks like it was made as a high school project. Thrace, I, I, I have something to tell you. What? Lower your expectations. <laughs> wow, that is the new Rick roll with us. At least somebody wants an NWSL team. Well. Like we have no, we have no fucking clue who the ownership group is. I mean, it could be fucking Coca Cola is behind it. Coca Cola is based out of Atlanta. It could be Delta. It could be anyone. Uh, it yeah. could be Dream a science big, teacher. Dream big. Well, here are some of the other options as reported on by Equalizer. Um, there was Salt Lake City talk, but apparently, um, yeah, that's gone away. Yeah, whatever stadium plans they had that would have included talking about any Universal franchise or gone kaput. Um, mm -hmm. Indianapolis. Maybe based on uh, Indy Eleven, which is I feel like just from what I'm seeing on Twitter is is doing decently well, right? Pretty yeah, good. yeah, yeah. I wouldn't mind a team around Indy. I wouldn't mind more Midwest teams. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't mind a team in LA who's not the Pally Blues. Yeah, because they're because they're gone now. 
you know, the Bay Area is probably prime for, for a team. Who knows what happens in Vancouver this summer? Maybe they get bit by the bug and the Whitecaps jump on board and start a women's team. Uh, based on the Whitecaps' previous handling of the women's side of things. You don't know? Why you gotta be such a negative Nelly? I don't think it's being a super negative Nelly to like be responding to this based on facts that happened in real life. Why you gotta be crushing my hopes and dreams? Let me tell you something about having hopes and dreams in women's soccer. <laughs> Lower your expectations. Oh man. Yeah, I think I think there are a lot of markets that would be really interesting uh, to explore with in terms of an NWSL team. And I'm really excited that teams are looking beyond just this year. Like that that there's there's some foresight now and people aren't afraid to start talking about years four, years five, expansion, all these different things. Like, yeah, this year is gonna suck. The numbers, the attendance, it's gonna suck. During the World Cup, teams are gonna be bare bones. And you know, you just kinda hope that everybody has enough flotation devices to keep themselves afloat so that year four you just kind of bounce back and the the olympics will still suck but not as bad as the world cup and you know you just kind of you kind of move forward from 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 there uh boston uh just signed a deal didn't they that goes until like 2015 or 2016 we are currently in year 2015 so that would suck (laughs) 20 if that were true 2017 or 2018 2015 or 2016 you know one of those years boston signed a three-year sponsorship deal with steward health to be the jersey sponsor so that should go until 2017 it's i guess it's you know the team's jobs to be explaining to their investors through this year like yes it's gonna suck but you can't just look at the bare bones numbers you've got to look at the context of what's going on like in the macro sense it's all hopefully going to feed back in. And we've had, even though it didn't really, I don't know if we can necessarily apply lessons from WUSA, but at least in WPS, we should be able to take what we learned, if anything, not just from successes, but, you know, from failures, at least, and apply them to this league for how to capitalize on the World Cup bounce and the slightly smaller Olympic bounce. You would hope, you would hope there's something, some kind of research or thought going on there. Oh, I I think if there's anything I've learned about round three is that there is a little bit more of a strategic approach to it. I just wish that its strategic approach wasn't also code for safety net or being timid or any of these things. Like this, this league is being run very, very cautiously. Um, which is fine. Like if that means that it's going to grow to be a sustainable league, that's that's fine. But um, things that that we're not quite ready to talk about yet, like salaries or CBAs or the things that are going on in the MLS right now. Like if if you don't pay attention to the MLS and you're only into NWSL over the next week, you really really need to tune in to the MLS and what's going on right there because um, this will be the only time I talk about men's soccer on this podcast, but that's false. You've talked about men's soccer tons of times before this. There's there's huge there's there's a huge uh, a salary dispute that's going on about free agency that and player, you know, salaries that I think everybody who loves the NWSL or who everybody who 
you know, is into the NWSL really needs to pay attention to that because that's, that's a 20 year old league that are having issues that you can project are going to occur in this league in the next 10 to 15 years. And it's just used as a case study and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll have more on this in the future. Dun, dun, dun. So it's a slightly shorter show this week. We, um, have a dearth of topics. We'll probably have we're, a lot. We're, get, we're getting ready for the Algarve. Like we'll we'll put out a new yeah. episode really, really soon because we're gonna have some sort of ridiculous reaction to however the USA play we in their first match of the Algarve cons- because we're gonna jump to conclusions and we're gonna we're gonna overreact and it's gonna be amazing. We are gonna we are conserving our energy for the Algarve. So to close the show, Gab, what would you name the Atlanta vibe then if it were up to you? Oh man, the Atlanta vibe. I would name them the Rainbows. What? I I would I would name I would name them Hotlanta. Hotlanta? Hotlanta FC? Hotlanta FC. They should just be ATLFC. Like an airport. And at halftime they would just have a bunch of drag queens come out. Fuck yeah. God, I could not imagine playing soccer in Atlanta in the summertime. I'm from Louisiana, so it doesn't really phase me. But Well, I'm from fucking San Antonio, but it doesn't mean I like it. For me, it's not summer unless it's 105, 100% humidity. When When is it winter? It's winter right the fuck now, motherfucker. <laughs> what do you think it is? You hear me moaning about the snow left and right for the past month? <laughs> Don't fucking talk to me about when it's winter. You know exactly when it's winter. I can't fucking believe your nerve. When is it fucking winter? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, your Boston is showing. You better tuck it back in. Your Boston is showing. <laughs> well, if it's cold, you don't have to worry, because it'll shrivel right back up to where it, you know, came from. Your cold, cold heart. <laughs> My cold, unfeeling, logical heart. Yeah, dude. <laughs> okay, so, yeah. you like, you wouldn't call them Atlanta Thrush. Maybe we could call them... The Atlanta Bush? Atlanta Lupus? I, they they should have they should have Delta be a kit sponsor. The Atlanta, the Atlanta, the Atlanta Freedom. The Atlanta Freedom. Why don't you just call them Atlanta Jack? What and, about what's frankly, what's their flower? What's the Georgia the Atlanta peaches? Oh my god! <laughs> How is that oh any god, better than that's Atlanta not vibe? Any better than vibe? That's not better. I take that one back. I take that one back. What else happened in Atlanta at some point or another? I mean, Sherman marched to the sea, but I don't really think residents of Atlanta would take too kindly to be reminded of that every time they reference the name of their local women's sports franchise, so... Yeah, but then you'd at least have residents referencing the local sports franchise. I would prefer to keep Civil War controversy as far from this league as possible. Okay. Um, the Atlanta runway... I was about to say the Atlanta landing strip, but that's... <laughs> <laughs> that's worse than Vive and Thrush combined. Oh my god. The Atlanta hub? Oh, the hub would be good. Yeah. Um, The Atlanta dash. Damn it. <laughs> Just ask Coca-Cola to buy and name the team, and they can be Coca-Cola FC. It could be any one of the Coca-Cola brands. Fanta, it could be FC? the Atlanta Fanta. Atlanta Fanta! Nailed it. We're done. We're done for the night. We're stopping right there. <laughs> Do you wanna Atlanta, Atlanta? Come on! Atlanta. Oh my god, the Atlanta Fanta. This has been another episode of Two Drunk Fans. Thanks I am for... a fucking genius when I've had four drinks. 
we will see you on the other side of the Algarve. Unless something happens that we just can't fucking ignore. Yeah, Which... if we fire another coach because of the Algarve, <laughs> we're definitely going to have another podcast just happen. Two Dunk Fans is brought to you by Cheeseburgers, Whiskey, Regret, Beef Jerky, and Lowered Expectations. <laughs> <laughs>